Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Oh, we're here for a good time, but not a long time. Off a little bit early, but we got a lot to get into. In the meantime, we'll talk about the Masters champion, John Rahm. Also, Texas basketball making a crucial acquisition. And to the coaching staff, we'll get into that. And Texas baseball keeps their winning ways alive with a series win over K-State and Texas baseball tonight. We'll talk about all that coming up. Also, NBA postseason is upon us ladies and gentlemen so we'll get into the play-in also what happened to the Mavs we'll talk about that hear from Luca as well uh the Rockets make a move with their head coach uh Odell Beckham Jr. finally Dallas Cowboys finally you can uh have a uh you can hardly have an exhale all right a little relief the Odell Beckham Jr. saga is over for you because the Ravens decided to sign him to a one-year deal also we'll talk about the NFL draft coming up the Panthers uh they're bringing in Bryce Young and another report that the Panthers are all in on Bryce Young all of that more before we do let's introduce you to the rest of the crew he was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network he originally committed to the University of Texas but decided to forward go the 40 acres to chase his dream in the cheese paper ain't easy but for him it's a breeze he is mike hardball hard what's going on brother what's happening what's happening i hope everybody had a great weekend we had a three-day weekend mm-hmm. i mean that's what we're talking about right there that was a good time as my man rob babers like to say mm-hmm. we're not here for a long time but we are here for a good time right. that's what we do but let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day he hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn, Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate that intro as always. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we do know that he's underpaid. He is Patrick Davis. What's going on, Patrick? Hey, man. NBA playoffs are here. I know. Patrick's getting now. Yes, he's at, well, It's your time. Yeah. <laughs> it's your time. <laughs> we, got, we got the play-ins tomorrow officially. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so we'll preview those tomorrow and jump in. But today we'll start discussing the play-ins, which are set and, of course, the playoffs, which are upon us. And what happened to the maps? We got some Luca sound in my man Patrick pulled. Luca was straight up asked about all these yep, rumors yep. going around that Luca may be dis- so dissatisfied with what's going on with the maps. By the way, everybody is dissatisfied <laughs> with what's going on with the maps. But he may be so dissatisfied that he could be looking to uh, uh, make a trade or at least uh, request a trade of some sort. That was the report. I believe Tim McMahon was the one that threw it out there. Um, he decided to clarify uh, that report. He was at least he was asked about it. So we'll get to that coming up next segment. Talk some NBA. Rockets made a move. Patrick also said you told me they'd make that move too. You told me at the beginning of the season that this was it for Coach Silas. And you're yeah. right. Yeah, I watched it, one game. And it <laughs> I think it was like the first week of the season. You were like, oh, he's done. I was like, he's done already. I was like, they just started. He was like, oh, it's over. Yeah, I, I watch you watch a game and you're like, oh yeah, that's there isn't a coach on this team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so it'd be interesting to see what the Rockets do with their I mean, obviously they they are hoping, along with Patrick Spurs, uh, that they win the Tankathon and get the uh, uh, number one uh. overall pick for Win Binyama. And by the way, have you heard in in France that it's like the hottest ticket in France is the team that he? I, I, I did the research actually. The team that he plays for, it's like the hottest ticket yeah. in France right now. I know he left Tony Parker's team 
and went to another. So it's team. another team, yeah. Yes. And like now, it's like they can't even. It's a little, whatever little gym they basically sell it. I think it's a lottery to get it in now to try to make it fair, but yeah. it, they sell it out every time he plays. Yeah, you should. They know. They he's, said, he's really good. They're basically they're <laughs> over That's there. That's what the rumor is. Yeah, they're basically saying like their vert is going to be the next LeBron James. So yeah. that kind of thing. So we'll it, it, if he comes anything close to that, then hell yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, I was going to say tank tankathon. Win the tankathon. <laughs> and by the way, the Rockets did all they could do. Yep. Now it's left up to the gods, the, they, the basketball gods. Now. They did him just like they did uh, Lovey Smith and Mc, uh, they did better David than, McCulley. They they did better than the Texans. Because they at least completed the tankathon, but they weren't number one yet. Not yet. It's not not yet. Yep. It's all they can do. Now yep. it's up to the lottery. Yep. When is the lottery, Patrick? When is that? May sixteenth. Oh, okay. he knows. Y'all, you know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Wait, I've been looking at that day since week two. <laughs> Game two. The way he said it. Yeah. He's all getting May. What you May sixteenth. Oh, he knows. Yeah. He knows. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll get to some NBA coming up next segment. Uh, spec sex sign wide open for you. Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. You also. Oh, I. Love that uh, that Rudy Gobert story too. That is a weird story. Oh, we'll I love the Woj bomb. I I never seen Woj use that kind of language in a tweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. The, the uh, well, was he quoting someone? In the tweet? Well, he was saying the word that Kyle Anderson said. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but did he? Ha- yeah. You know what? That we'll get into it because that's some other NBA. I love even when it's time to talk postseason. The NBA still got a little salacious gossip oh, for oh, you. Oh, always. It's, it's the the TMZ league or the E Entertainment league. I love it. Uh, Specs X line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. Wide open for you. Uh, please hit us up, and uh, we missed you guys straight up. Uh, you know right how it on. goes. Uh, even after a good three-day weekend, we enjoyed it, but I always missed you guys. So hit us up on the Specs Text Line, or you can do it via Twitter. Uh, I am at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. I'm at Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse, and Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. All right, let's start with the big uh, news over the weekend, and John Rahm really stole the weekend. Well, uh, well, he definitely stole the Masters. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know uh, if he stole it so much he just took it. He just took it away. He just took it away from Brooks Kepka. Strong-armed it. Pretty much, Debo yep. style. Yep. My master's fool. That's right. My master's punk. This is my master. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, yeah, it was pretty much a Debo. It was it, it was drama uh, at the end, though, because uh, initially uh, it was a come-from-behind win, basically, because uh, Brooks Kepler was the leader um, for most of the masters. Uh, he and Roy McIlroy, kind of my guys, I thought, were you know kind of favorites to win it. But John Rahm, a lot of people thought John Rahm was playing some of his best golf and that he had a great chance to win it. He ended Entered the final round, trailing Kepka by two strokes, shot three under, 69 in the final round uh, to finish 12 under. Um, and it's his uh, first Masters win, second major tournament win uh, for him. The other was the U.S. Open, so he's the second Spanish player uh, to do so, to win two uh, majors, and I believe the fourth Spanish player to win a major period. Mm-hmm. So he's making history in the process as well. I mean, it re- I-, I watched the last round, and I got to tell you, it was it was it was riveting. I thought it was really entertaining television. I don't know what the rating's going to be because of the weather and how the weather changed up. Yeah, because it uh, definitely changed quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, it changed. So I don't I don't know if the the ratings are going to reflect that. But I I thought it was a successful Masters. Remember, I said I just need to live guys to keep it interesting. You did, and they, they knew did, it. They, they knew did knew more it. than kept it interesting. That's I right. mean, they they I mean, hell, I think tw- twelve of the eighteen live players made the cut. Uh, and three players were in the top six, so they did their part. And then Jordan Spieth had a he, man. He had an amazing final round. Yep. I mean, it was unbelievable. He had he made nine birdies in the final round, which was the most by a player in the final round, and I believe he tied the record. And he just started too far behind. It yeah. started in too much of a hole, pretty much. Well, he was up and down. He was up and down, and then all of a sudden he got hot. And all we were having. Uh, 
lunch yesterday, and my son texted me. He was like, well, he texted me because he was on the other side, and he was like, hey, Spieth's making a move. And then he wasn't. <laughs> and he wasn't yeah. making that move. So it was good to see, and I'm glad that uh, John Rahm won because all, I could, all the entire time I was thinking about was you in the NWO style if Kepka could have went up there and won oh. that thing. And, and the Phil. fact that Phil made the run. Then Hollywood Hogan yeah. made a run yeah. at it. Wait. <laughs> Phil, Phil ended up finishing second uh, overall uh, with Kepka. They're tied at eight under. Uh, yep. But yeah, Rom, I mean, he took when he took control of it. And, and Kepka basically had a bit of a, no, this is a meltdown, kind of a mini meltdown. Yeah, he was shankopotamus. That's what we like to call that. <laughs> where he was I, I've just been in, that. He, oh, we all have. I'm, I'm that all most of the time, in, though, actually. So, we've yeah. all been Sorry, in that spot. Sorry right for there. your windows, but you're a really nice <laughs> house there. Uh, but, yeah, you're right about that. And then that's Spieth ends up uh, tied for fourth uh, with uh, Patrick Reed as well. So um, And uh, Henley also was tied for fourth as well. Yep. But uh, Scheffler ended up in the top ten. A lot of people would pick Scheffler uh, to win the whole thing, and he just didn't play consistent golf either. Um, just no. kind of like what you said, he did play consistent golf, but a lot of, I mean, you saw a lot of different guys that made their move late, like Phil Mickelson and Jordan Spieth, which made it pretty thrilling. But uh, nobody was going to catch John Rahman. He was he was the most consistent golfer the in, basically the entire weekend. No yeah, doubt. Pretty much. No doubt. Except for the start. Except for the start. That's <laughs> Except a, he, for his start. Double which, bogey or yeah. bogeyed on, on the first he put hole. Himself in a, yeah, he put himself in a huge hole because uh, in the first round, he had a four putt on mm-hmm. the first hole and double bogeyed. And that was pretty much his worst hole yep. all weekend. Yeah, he said that uh, uh, John Rahm said he got a ta- text from Zach Ertz, and he said, uh, hey, what's up with that uh, four putt open? What happened with that? Zach Ertz hit him up with it and asked him, hey, what happened with that? We actually do have that audio. Um, it's John Rahm uh, telling a little story af- after he won. He's got the green jacket on, and he's talking about his friendship that he has with Zach Ertz, J.J. Watt mm-hmm. as well. That Apparently they play golf and, you know, the Arizona, Arizona. connection, yeah. Yeah. and they're really close. And he told a story about those two guys that motivated him. Here is the, uh, the story from uh, – General. For those people who believe in, in jinxing other players, people, and whatever it may be, Thursday morning, when I was on my go- on getting on the golf cart to get to this putting green 10 minutes before my tee time, I saw a text from a good friend of mine, and I'm going to name him because he is a Super Bowl winning champion, Zach Ertz. Um, he he said the text. I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase here, but he said. That first green looking like a walk in the park or something like that right now. Ten minutes before I four-putted the start of the tournament. <laughs> so, thank you, Zach. <laughs> Don't ever do that again, please. Okay, so here, J.J. Watt actually then screenshotted the text exchange and sent it out. So here's the, the text from Zach Ertz. Remember, this is J.J. Watt's phone. Um, so, uh, he, Zachary says, let's have a day, John, uh, two exclamation marks, start fast. And then, <laughs> um, and then JJ Watt says, let's go, John, pretend you're playing with Zach and I, you'll set the course record because apparently he just whips them like it's done <laughs> all the time. Um, and then Zachary says, first hole green looks like a walk in the park. 
And then uh, after he has his double bogey, uh, the the tech, Zach Ertz, because Zach Ertz also uh, he, he's obviously the one kind of initiating this um, four four putt to start the round, not ideal. Uh, and then uh, JJ White says, "Horrendous." I said, "Pretend like you're playing with us, not like you're playing like us." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Pretty good. It's uh, so a good I, relationship, right? Yeah, there. I didn't even know they were that close. So yeah. apparently, they are really close. But John Rahm was playing amazing golf. Eleventh uh, PGA Tour win in the span of six and a half years. Um, and he's got, yeah, I think he's got eight more in Europe. He's the um, He's played in 26 majors and recorded top 10 finishes in 10 of them. And in 2023, he's played in nine tournaments and won four. Yeah. So he is really playing elite golf right now. Uh, and it's, you know, he's, and if you look at the Masters, he was, he's always, I mean, he's been, he's got four straight top 10 finishes uh, in the Masters from 2018 to 2021. Yeah, he's got some, he's got he, some skills, man. He's one yeah. of the, He's one of my favorite golfers to watch because he he never changes his ex- expressions. You wouldn't know if he was winning or if he was losing because he's the same every single time. And to your point about what you said about Schefter, it was his putting that kept it. Schefter. Schefter. Because of Adam Schefter. <laughs> I was going to say Schefter. <laughs> Scotty Scheffler. Schefter. Yeah, so when, when you were talking about it, it made me think about when he was struggling, it was all because he couldn't putt. His putter was letting him down, and he's normally really good at putting. And this time he was he struggled with it. He was one of my guys that I had uh, going into this. And as it went on, I was looking at Brooks Kepka, and I was like, he's about to do this. Brooks Kepka is about to do it this. It seemed like it, man. But John Rahm, again, very consistent, very, you know, settled all the way through. Never changed and came out and was clutch yesterday. Yeah. I mean, Kepka led for what, 36 mm-hmm. holes, I believe. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, it looked like it, it looked like it was his masters to lose, but it really, John Rahm actually, like, he took it. He, he came he took after. took it from him. Yeah, that's he took right. it from him. If John Rahm wasn't playing consistent and was just, you know, hitting great shots, but also having some, some down moments, and he still would have been in it with him, right. but it, it would allowed for, for it allowed for some daylight for Kepka. Yep. Man, he just overshadowed Kepka. He allowed for no daylight. And them basically being together too. Right. It it psychologically, I think it helped Rump. Well, they were Come saying on. also too the slow play. The pace of play kind of slowed down. I mean, those guys in front of them overthinking every single thing, but there's a lot of money that's involved in this and where you place. So they're they're really overthinking it as well. But hey, if I'm trying to get my bread, I'm gonna take my time too. Hey, I agree with that. That's real. <laughs> yeah, this ain't baseball. This ain't baseball. <laughs> hey, they, they ain't putting you on no action clock, hey. as my man Craig Way like to say. Man, we can throw that joke out exactly. there. Exactly. Quick. <laughs> I, uh, Phil Mickelson also uh, his final round of 65 was the lowest uh, career round for him at the Masters and the lowest by a 50 uh, plus year old at the Masters. So he really did uh, show up. I mean, that was great for him. Yep. It, and people started rooting for him. 
Yeah, no by doubt. The, by the, the end the, of the it, everybody was like. Yeah, in the beginning, yeah. people were, you know, they were upset with him. You could tell there was a lot of angst toward Phil Mickelson because of the, you know, the live connection. And he's considered, like I said, the Hollywood Hogan of that NWO turn mm-hmm. uh, that they all took to go to live. But by the end, you can tell that the real golf fans, I mean, that did matter to them by the end. They were rooting for, you know, Phil Mickelson, not the live brand. Right. They, they didn't see it at all. It didn't matter. That's why I like that. At least Nostalgia. A little, yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, because they liked Phil, or at least yeah. they were a Phil fan back in the day, and I know a lot of people probably changed their mind about that, and I'm not criticizing them. You have all, every right to change your mind, but it's interesting that people were, he had a lot more people cheering for him when he was making his run at the end, Yeah, and I, you know, I kind of like that the majors are going to allow the live guys to play. Right. They won't play in the PGA Tour events, but... They the, don't care. They don't care. As long as they're playing in the majors, and that's, that's the all they that, care. That's the ones that everybody's going to yeah. be watching, yeah. and that's when you can play up the you know, the, the, the NWO live uh, heel turn, if you will, and you got your, your, your natural built-in villains. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, they're, they're, they're becoming less, less villains, I should say. They're becoming less of villains as the, as the storyline of the Masters went on. They became more beloved. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, at that, once this is over, they're going to go back to their world. PGA Tour is going to go back to their world, and then we'll meet up again at another major. But other than that, they're going to go out there and still not be seen. So that would be the biggest question for me. Will now more fans go and watch the Live Tour if they can find it? <laughs> if they can find it, will they be more in, in tune to watch it? Because you got to see Phil Mickelson make a run. You got to see Brooks Kepka, And you got to see Patrick Reed. Those guys are three of the bigger names that went over to the Live Tour and they had great weekends. They played really well. So would you be more inclined for those that are are golf enthusiasts to go out there and watch it? You and I, mm-hmm. uh, I'm only watching because yeah. of Tiger, man, half the yeah. time. Yeah. And I'll catch you on Sunday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and for Tiger, man. Yeah. It it, it hurt a little bit it watching Tiger ha- have to withdraw from the tournament. I knew once he got that ball that was on the edge and his foot was in the sand and the ball was sitting right above him, and when he took that swing and he couldn't stand, yeah, and he was hopping I on that, that one leg. I was like, "Go ahead, you should have stopped right then." That was, every old man was like, "Ooh, I, f- I know, yeah, that. I know that pain. I, I feel your pain, Tiger." <laughs> I actually, yeah, I, I was looking at a story actually from Jason Day because um, I was just scrolling the internet during the uh, the Masters. Jason Day, when he was being asked about Tiger mm-hmm. Woods, he revealed. And I, so he, he reveals basically that a screw broke through Tiger's skin at the 2022 PGA Championship, and that's why that basically <laughs> Tiger had to to stop playing. So, it, it, yeah, I, don't, I mean, not nothing like that. I'm just, this is this is in 2022, but I'm just saying he was talking about the the injuries that Tigers have to deal with, and he talked about how that's that's why you know the surgically repaired leg. I'm sure almost a malfunction is the way to say it, but when a screw. Yeah, breaks through the skin, oh my, that ain't supposed to happen. That 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 is and not. He's getting the best uh, yes. surgeons in the world. Yes, I did that in my garage. I did <laughs> Tiger's ankle in the garage. That's what <laughs> that's what that felt like. If that was if that truly happened, that is something that also you get infection. Yeah, you can get an infection yeah. too. So that might be why he was having so much trouble. trouble. J- Jason Day said I was talking to him at the end of last year, and then he was saying the reason why he pulled out of the PGA Championship was a screw went through the skin on Saturday or whatever it was. Ugh. Or whatever it was. 
Oh, what could it have been? Just casually say that. <laughs> exactly. uh, one of the screws oh. that had to be surgically put into my foot came through the skin. Oh. <laughs> All right, Terminator, calm down. Exactly. And I'll be back. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. So yeah, yeah to your point, maybe maybe uh, Tiger has not really been, and it's obviously not our business, totally honest and forthcoming right. about how severe those issues are. Very severe. We, he also, I mean, yeah. almost lost his leg. Yeah. And that was like a. Was not gonna be there. That was a real possibility that, yeah. uh, of of happening, and it, if everybody's glad it's not. But even he has hinted he's not gonna be playing in the Masters a lot. No. All right, uh, let's talk Texas basketball while we got a little time here, gentlemen, because they made a very interesting acquisition to the coaching staff, and they decided to bring back uh, an uh, old uh, familiar name, Frank Haith. Mm-hmm. Frank Haith is now joining the Texas coaching staff. And uh, for those who don't know, Frank Haith was here with Rodney Terry uh, as an assistant with the uh, Rick Barnes uh, coaching regime from basically when I was on campus from 2001-04. Around that time, he also went on to become a head coach at places like Miami, uh, Missouri, mm-hmm. Tulsa. Uh, recruited a, a ton of great talent here at Texas. I mean, we can go P.J. Tucker and LaMarcus Aldridge, a lot of Daniel Gibson, a ton of great guys. Booby! He's another one, too. Uh, And was a coach of the year, actually, at one point in 2012. He's got that on his resume. Also, there's some NCAA stuff on there as well, Uh, investigations um, into some of his regime, his time there in Miami when he was with, was the Nevin Shapiro stuff? Yep, Nevin Shapiro. By the way, I I have a theory about people with shady names. When somebody has a shady (laughs) name, don't think of it as a cool thing when you're doing business with them. You you want people with boring names like when you're doing business with them. You don't want that cool like they, Nevin Shapiro. Nevin Shapiro. Remember the guy at S- is it S- who's the Sherwood Blunt? Who's that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was yeah, that yeah, him? Yeah. I think it was. Dude, do you know that guy? Yeah, 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 is that yeah, yeah, Sherwood yeah. Blunt? <laughs> Come on, man. Remember the guy? Uh, Wild Lyles. Uh, what was Willie the, Lyles? Willie Lyles. Willie Lyles. I know Willie Lyles, I know. and I would tell his name is Shady. <laughs> I tell Willie to his face. You got a shady day, Willie Lyles. <laughs> and what about remember the uh, Reggie Bush? Yeah, uh, yeah, agents. Yeah. Yes. I believe it was. I'm not joking about this. Go look at. I think it was Lloyd Lake. That was and, him. And Michael Michaels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. It was like, like you're right. What? Yep. You're gonna you're gonna trust somebody named Michael? You can't come to my locker room with your name Michael Michaels. No, <laughs> no, you're you're shady somehow. Uh, anyway. Sherwood Blunt. What is it, Sherwood Blunt? Yep, yep. It sounds like a rapper. Yeah, that's, that's, Sherwood that's Blunt. That is it. Yeah, I knew that dude was doing some shady stuff. Insider trading all day. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> let's get back to it. Sorry, uh, <laughs> sidetracked. Yeah. But he, he's got some NCAA uh, investigations uh, into uh, his regime there in Miami, but it was because of the Never Shapiro stuff, so he was just part of that. Um, I don't know if there are any direct ties to him, but he did have to serve, I believe, a suspension as a result um, at one point. Okay, uh, your thoughts, though, bringing in Frank Haith. As a member of the coaching staff, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm definitely fine with it. Again, it's somebody else that knows the lay of the land when it comes to the University of Texas. He's a hell of a recruiter, as you just mentioned, some of the names and even recruiting people to Miami, Tulsa, going over there and being with Penny Hardaway at Memphis. Mm-hmm. You start to go out there and recruit those top-level players, and if you can get them to go play there, you can definitely get them to come to the University of Texas. So I'm fine with it. And as far as the shady pass when it comes to things like this, come on, man. It's college basketball. I mean, this has been going on for a very, very long time. 
Yeah. And it didn't happen while he was at the University <laughs> of Texas. It happened it happened elsewhere. So I'm I'm cool with all that. Yeah, my bad. It was it's a five game suspension. Yeah. Um basically after two and a half years of an investigation on October twenty second, twenty thirteen, the NCAA handed Haith. Um, who at that point had left uh, for Missouri, had left Miami, but for the Miami stuff, they decided to hand him a five-game suspension. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's the extent of it, pretty yeah. much. Not um, worried about it. Yeah, I, 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 have, I have heard yeah. nothing but good things about him. As five, five games is not that much in college basketball. That's what I, in NCAA, we know And especially now. it depends when they're like, oh, it's five non-conference games. You're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to coach against – Northern Alabama State <laughs> yeah. Technical School. Yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah. It's not as big of a deal in, in non-conference. Yeah. When they give you five games, like we have to give you five because we give you two. They're against nobody. We give you one, and then five will be like you pay one good game. You miss one good game. I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Texter says, "Don't forget, Bernie made off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should have been a red flag. Come on." Got made off. Got made with, off with a bunch of with money. Made off with millions. Yeah. Come on, made off. Exactly. Thank you, Texter. And at field didn't see. Also, Rowan Broomba has entered the uh, transfer portal from Texas. He was a redshirt freshman this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guard. He was supposed to be playing. He was supposed to come in in the rotation. I'm not sure if it's because uh, they are bringing AJ Johnson. If Artiro Morris and Tyrese Hunter are both staying, I don't know if he doesn't feel he's going to get the playing time. Maybe they're talking about someone else in the transfer portal. Who knows what the actual reason is? But he has entered the transfer portal, so he will most likely be gone. Uh, as always, they always say you can come back. Very rarely do people come back out of the transfer portal. It's yeah. rare. So, yeah. so he will most likely be gone. So that is the name right now, the only name from Texas that has entered the transfer portal. But that is your first name, at least. Yeah, f- football has had a couple. But yeah. football has a lot more guys. Football has yeah. had a couple. Where Anthony Cook, I think, went in and came back out. And there's also more basketball schools than football schools just because more of, opportunities. Yeah. You know, so you're like yeah. you can go somewhere and go play basketball somewhere. Uh speaking of Inside Texas is reporting that Texas has been very interested speaking of the transfer portal, it give it and it take it away in the sixth man of the year in the Pac-12 who is now in the transfer portal uh his senior guard Reese Dixon Waters. Mhm. Oh, speaking of the shady names. <laughs> I'm just hey, joking. He'll, he'll I be, kid him. He'll be on the 40 acres next week. <laughs> <laughs> I kid Reese Dixon Waters. Uh, I, he, he, uh, you know what? He can do. I would do business with that guy any day. So yep. uh, it's a cool name. Uh, but yes, Coach Terry uh, also uh, has. Pick. I think there's a picture of him. So they went out to Cali and spoken with him, and they are. Uh, recruiting against uh, San Diego State, UCLA, other interested parties in the uh, shooting guard. But right. 10 points per game, uh, three rebounds, one assist last year, at, you know, hit about 44% of his shots. But Patrick just mentioned you're losing another guard. And you're losing Sergio Barry Rice, you're losing Marcus Carr, Tyrese Hunter, we don't know. So, yeah. You uh you need to come in kind of supplement the uh the loss of production you're gonna have in the guard spot and they're hoping he can be kind of one of those Sergio Barry Rice stories. Yes. Um, but Sergio Barry Rice that was an amazing story. I mean, <laughs> you got to be a really good player to come in and try to be like Sergio Barry Rice. Texas had a lot of great stories yeah. this past year in Texas basketball. Where do we rank the Sergio Barry Rice story of all the Texas basketball stories? I mean, you got the DeSue story. I, no, Marcus I think Sergio Barry Rice is the better one. Coach Terry. I, I, I put Sergio Barry Rice second. Dylan DeSue just because he is a Texas guy and he's from Pflugerville, uh, and to have good. that in the season, I like it just a little bit more as a Texas guy myself. Uh, that's a great point about him being a Central Texan. Yeah, so you like to have that thing mm. to grow up in the shadow of the 40 acres and then to come be a part of a legend of you know winning the Big 12 tournament, beating Kansas twice in a week, all that stuff, and him being so pivotal in that. I like that story just because it's 
it's one of those things where you're like, oh, and this is how the story, and hopefully, because he still has a year of eligibility left, hopefully we get uh-huh. to build on that story. Hopefully. We have not heard anything yet. Uh-huh. I'm sure he, this may Ooh. be his best shot in the draft as well because of how well he played down the stretch. So we will see. Oh, that's all coming. Uh, yeah, there also is a report that John Riley, the strength and conditioning coach, has left. Yes. That oh. is not hugely surprising. It's a big loss because he's really, really good. Yeah, he's good. Uh, but it's not a huge surprise. Because how close he was with Coach Beard. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, I think he's been odds with are them he's, the entire time. Yeah, close. the odds are he's going to Ole Miss, and that was kind of riding on the wall. A lot of people thought that. I know Texas was going to try and keep him. But I think that may have just been predecided before Texas did anything. Yeah, and no other coaches have jumped. Not yet. Ship, no, as right? of right now, we yeah, know Rowan has Rowan has entered the transfer portal, and John Riley has has stepped down as okay. a strength conditioning coach. That's a good I believe that's only two that we've heard have officially walked away. Transfer portal is still open through all of April, I believe, into May. So you still have a while to go at the transfer portal, and we have you know the draft. If people are going to stick their their toes in the draft waters and be able right. to come back, all of that. Right now, we know Brock Cunningham is coming back. <laughs> that is where we're at. One hundred percent. That is fantastic. Yeah. We do know, no doubt, man. Ride or die, Brock yeah. Cunningham, all the time. All right, thank you for that, Patch. That's a nice little update. Okay, uh, I want to talk some Texas baseball. We'll do that uh, coming up a little bit later on the show because we got my heart show. We'll talk about Texas baseball winning the series versus K State, and they have a game tonight. As a matter of fact, that's why we're off early. Mm-hmm. So we'll give you a little update on that, a little preview before the show is done. Coming up next, we got to talk about the NBA. Play-ins are set, so the postseason officially starting tomorrow. Um, what's going on with the Mavs and Luca? We'll hear from Luca himself and the Rockets making move at head coach. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. One hundred four nine the Horn. Where do they go? Smoke rings I blow each night. Oh, where do they go? Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a uh, smooth soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Intended to uh, soothe the soul of uh, sports fans whose team may have had a tough weekend. Um, uh, Texas baseball actually had a good weekend. So shout out to Texas baseball. They did. They with did. The, uh, the win and Texas baseball will be in action tonight because of the – so they had five games coming up in five days, correct? Correct. This will be, this will be game number four. Of the five games, the, in this, a row. So they've had, yeah. yeah, this will be yeah. four of the five. Because remember, they were not supposed to play Sunday. Yes. They were supposed to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday it gets moved to Sunday, so it becomes five in a row. It was supposed to be five in six days. Yep. Yeah, well, st- <laughs> that's still a pretty tough. It, it's still pretty but, tough, but that was yeah, that was the original plan and. Plans changed. Amen, brother. Yes, they do. Ask the Dallas Mavs about them. Uh, plans do change. Most Mavs fans and, hell, even just people watching the Mavs, the experiment of acquiring Kyrie Irving, assumed, well, they'll at least make the playoffs, and then we'll get to judge the experiment from there. Uh, that is not the case. And they decided to sit Luka. Well, mm-hmm. they, they said a lot of guys. I mean, they said Kyrie and some other guys for the, the second to last game, and then they uh, ended up sitting Luka as well. Uh, man, I mean, we've talked about this. I feel like Nazan, they finished 38 and 44, 11th in the Western Conference. Uh, Patrick went into why it's essentially tanking um, for that to make sure that protected top 10 pick yeah. became more of a priority than making the playoffs. And actually, there's an investigation now. 
The NBA says, Adam Silver says, so oh, stupid. Patrick. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> All right, then give, you're, you're wise. Of why course they tanked. Of, Half the league tanks every year. So why? There's this, absolutely no benefit to be in the middle in the NBA. If you're in the middle in the NBA, you're the Pacers. And you know when the Pacers last won a championship? Neither do I. Because they're in the middle. It does you no good unless you're a very small market team and you can kind of keep your fan base happy. It does no good. If you want to win championships, even you have to t- go down. Yeah, I get why they did it. They were awful down the stretch. So why would you want to go ahead and be like, you know what? Let's go play one more game and have a 14% chance to keep our pick. Or we can lose one more game and we have an 80% chance to keep our pick. I, know, well, I, I mean, logistically... And all rumors are they're not even going to keep the pick. They're going to try and trade the pick, but they need more trade value to try and go get somebody and he, compete for a title. Yeah, because they don't believe. Well, I, maybe Kyrie will say, but he. Well, not but you still clearly you need another piece. You need another piece, but Kyrie skipped his exit interviews and he's just going to. The, well, that's just Kyrie. Yeah, I know. You but, know what I'm saying? Well, Kyrie wasn't the problem. Not insinuating yeah. that. I'm not. No, but I'm that. saying. But but yes, come on, man. He, he may go be, to the meetings. Yeah, that's true. You should go. Just to the exit. go to the exit meeting. But man. that that may be another clue that Kyrie. You know what? I'm done with this too. Yeah, and Kyrie, you, you can move say on. that. But they're apparently going to offer a three or four year deal, and I don't know whether teams are going to offer him a three or four year deal. Oh, Kyrie. Yes. That they, all the Mavs, the Mavs are going to make him a, a three or a four year deal. offer that others yes, won't be. And I don't think any other team's going to do that. That's interesting. Yeah, they could do that. You know what? Why if they don't believe. That they can bring in anybody else because it's hard for them to bring in free agents and they don't have a lot of trade uh, capital right now. Yep. I, I could see them saying, hey, man, we got this is the, we got to double down. It's yeah. they got to double down this. And maybe it's a uh, the the sunk cost fallacy kind of thing. But well, at this look, point, they may not, not have a choice. It's not like adding Kyrie was a bad thing. It was losing Dorian Finney-Smith was a bad thing. You mm-hmm. And so you can say the plus minus. Adding Kyrie didn't mean their team was worse because they couldn't share and, the ball. And you got to figure out the Jason Kidd thing now. Yeah, which they've Jason now ding, said ding, they're ding, keeping ding. Nico and Jason Kidd. Okay. That's what so, Mark Cuban has said, so, which is they're insane. Doubling down, they're doubling down on everything. They, yeah. If they get that and Kyrie back, they're just doubling down on that thing. No, it, but, <laughs> which, by the way, Harge did say when he first started, he thought it was going to be a failure. I'll give Harge a lot of yeah. credit. No, but, but that's <laughs> oh, the thing. Man, is, you you yeah. need to, like, the whole deal was the Kyrie trade. When it happened, I could have told you, anybody could have told you, well, they need to make another move, whether it's the way the the buyout market or Big make man. another trade, yeah. you have to make another move because this isn't enough. You gave up a 6'9", very good defender, and you're not replacing with anything. So now your best defender is Reggie Bullock, who's not a great defender. You don't have any big men. You don't have anything. You need to make another deal. If you're going to go all in, go all in. And they went almost all in. And so they've leveraged their future, but not enough to try and win it all. So it's just... They can still in this offseason, especially if they have a top 10 pick, they can then try and go into draft day, trade that into something else, turn that into another player of somebody who another team wants to get rid of somebody. You match that with a contract like a Bertons or somebody else that you have a contract, Mm -hmm. and you give up a pick and a contract to get another guy in, and you take on his bad contract as well. You can do that. That's what they're going to aim to do. But you just have to make sure it's the right guy. And that's where I don't trust the Mavs because I feel they're just going to go, you know who else we need? We need another guy who shoots threes and, and doesn't play a lick of defense. That seems <laughs> to be what they're going for. I mean, they, they're, ding, they're, ding, ding, they're letting ding. Christian Wood walk. Yeah. That Christian Wood experiment did not work for them, so they're letting him go. It's, but it's like, all right, well, now we have Maxi Kleba. That's your, that's your big guy because – we all know this is not the Dwight Powell fan club in here. <laughs> Don't why'd you even mention that name? Why'd you do that? He's trying to get hard triggered. I'm, I'm gonna trigger just, hard. Hey, 
Too late. Don't, I'm already triggered. Don't get them As soon started. as this conversation started, oh, you were talking man. about what they need. I was going to tell you what they don't need is the white pal in the middle. We know <laughs> how you feel. About, and you're, you're not wrong, but uh, you do reiterate it as much as possible. Just want to make sure y'all uh, understand. Mavs only 5'11 and 11 in games. Doncic, uh, Luka Doncic, and Kyrie Irving played together, which is the worst winning percentage for a pair of teammates who were both all-stars since the AB. NBA, NBA merger in 1976-77. So just like you said, Harge, it, 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 you could judge it as being somewhat of a success if they even made the playoffs. So you are right. It was a, a failure. And with this failed experiment, a lot of people are reporting, or at least yep. you know, there are some reports out there, rumors, that Luka may be displeased, dissatisfied with the Mavs, so dissatisfied that maybe he would request a trade. I believe Tim McMahon threw that out there as well. Uh, we have some sound. Here's some audio that my man Patrick pulled of Luka being asked about that report. Um, here's what Luka had to say. Luka, when we talked to Cuban the other day, he said, you know, obviously they want to keep you forever. But essentially, they have to earn your loyalty. How do you feel about kind of the, the direction this franchise is going and, and what needs to happen to, to make you comfortable that this can be a, uh, a long-term fit for you? Yeah, I mean, I saw the report. I don't know who. Uh, somebody said that I was going to address the uh, trade. Uh, it was funny, you know, because... I didn't know that was true. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't. I know. Be very clear. I don't know. Sources said. No, no. Be very clear. Uh, I'm gonna get this straight. Because this is seriously. I'm gonna get this straight. Never did I say, "Hey, Luca is indicating that you're gonna request a trade." What I said is, if they don't get this right over the next year, there is a fear that you could come to them as Anthony Davis did in New Orleans, James Harden did in. In, uh, in in Houston, Kevin Durant just did in, in Brooklyn say, hey, if we don't have a chance to win a championship, you know, you, something's got to change. I know what you're saying. Uh, but so, I'm, ha- I'm happy here. Okay. So, there's nothing to worry There you go. He's happy. Yeah. That must Until make- he's not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is Until true. he's not. That's like a woman. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm she's really happy. happy. Until she <laughs> Until you get that which, side eye. Which might be tomorrow. <laughs> which might be tonight. Well, it might be right after this conversation. <laughs> when I get hangry. Uh, so, yeah, it's a very good point there. I agree with that one. Yeah, I mean, and that's too, it's like you always have to look at a draft class and you see when the contemporaries in that draft class start winning. Yep. And yep. when that starts to happen, that's usually when guys start to get a little bit more of that itch of, like, the guy picked two picks after me, he's already won a title. The guy picked a pick before me, won a title. The guy here won a title. All these guys are leading teams to titles, and I'm better than all of them. And I'm not getting titles. That's usually when it happens. I don't think his draft class has gotten there yet. So he's still got a couple years. And Tim McMahon's not wrong. There are people in the maps who are very freaked out about this. Because they keep making all-in moves to try and keep Luka Doncic, which you don't do if you think your guy's going to be there and go, hey, let's do a four-year build and do this properly and really get some young young guys in here and and really try and build up. They're not building that way, which tells you they want to win now because they think if they don't win now, Luke is gone. It's desperation. A yeah. lot of desperation moves. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, it, it seems that way. Uh, the NBA play-in also set. We'll get into and previewing uh, these matchups tomorrow and give you kind of our <clears throat> NBA playoff uh, picks. But the NBA uh, play-in set for tomorrow, you'll have 
uh, in the the East, are basically your play-ins from the East, are going to be Miami, number seven seed, uh, the number eight seed, Atlanta, number nine seed, Toronto, your 10 seed, Chicago. In the West, you'll have the Lakers as your seven seed. Your eight seed will be Minnesota, nine seed, New Orleans, and your 10 seed is going to be OKC. And in the Tuesday games, will be Hawks at Miami. Uh, that's your first one. Then Timberwolves at L.A. Uh, that's your second. Your Wednesday will be Bulls at the Raptors, OKC at New Orleans. Uh, Friday games, you'll get the loser of that Atlanta-Miami game versus the winner of the Chicago-Toronto game. And then you'll get the loser of that Minnesota Lakers game versus the winner of the Oklahoma City-New Orleans game. This this is so confusing to me. It is a little confusing. Like you win, I, you lose, yeah, you lose, you win. I'm like, what is it, going it, on yeah, for this? But, but yeah. if we're going to talk about how people are mad that the Mavs are tanking, then this helps. It does. It does help teams not tank. And that's why people are freaked out. Like, the Mavs didn't want the 10th seed. You're like, they had to win two games to go get killed in the first round. <laughs> yeah, I get, that's not, being now, tired. if you're a young team, yeah. if you're a young team, then you really want that because that experience is so valuable. You can be hungry. But yeah. the Mavs are not really a young team anymore. They're just kind of – it's Luka the and the Lakers. That's why I love no, it, No, 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 but the Lakers, Lakers are trying are to win. That's why yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's why yeah. it's great because, yeah, you can get an old aging team, kind of like the Lakers. They're just trying to like, – we're trying to get LeBron one more ring. And they actually can get hot at the right time and yeah. get healthy at the right time and make a run. But then, like like Patrick mentioned, too, you can have the hungry team that also – you know what? We got nothing to lose. We're here on, we're here on house money anyway. Let's yeah. just go I mean, out like there Thunder's and let, Pelicans, let if yeah. one of those I, teams will probably get in, if you say Thunders or Pelicans, one of those teams gets in, those are two really – Young teams. Dangerous teams if they just get confident and start playing confidently. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, we can talk about the Timberwolves and the odds of them still putting this all together when Rudy Gobert has been suspended for the Lakers game yeah. because of the altercation with Kyle Anderson on the bench. Oh, we got to get uh, to that. I can't That'll remember the guy's name the right record. now. That'll be uh, off the record. Just they, they're, <laughs> one of their guards, was one of their best defenders, punched the wall and broke his hand. Yeah. So he's out for the playoffs. <laughs> they're doing real good. <laughs> what is going on? They're getting themselves prepared. Because they were supposed to be good, and they made a terrible trade. Like, that trade, I know they made the playoffs. That trade is worse than the Kyrie Irving trade. Because the Mavs weren't going to win anything this year no matter what. (laughs) If you told them right now, if you said, hey, Timberwolves, would you trade Walker Kessler for Rudy Gobert? Or you said the Jazz, would you trade Walker Kessler for Rudy Gobert? They go, no. I'd rather take the young guy that's playing better than Rudy Gobert is. And they trade him as a part of a massive package deal. Yeah. Oh man, this is so much. The NBA is it's so weird. Around this time, they give you the actual game drama, but then they, they give you a little salacious drama too. So a little oh, stuff on the sure. side. So we'll get into that off the record because yeah, there are a couple of NBA stories uh, that are man, we we know they're very characteristic of the NBA. <laughs> uh, but also this time of year, we'll also get into the actual uh, game matchups of the postseason. We'll do that tomorrow in depth. All right, coming back, we got the flex on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie on One Hundred on the Horn. Just Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. Uh, that's my man Patrick. Play some jams that are intended to uh, soothe the soul of sports fans who 
may have had a tough weekend. Um, we actually had a long weekend, and we're going to be off a little bit early today as well because of that uh, weather over the weekend. Texas baseball had to uh, shuffle some things around, still found a way uh, to win the series versus K-State, uh, but tonight they will be in action as well at 545. Uh, we'll start the pregame for that, um, so we're off a little bit early, but in the meantime, we got a ton to get into, including your flex. Go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. As a matter of fact, right there on the flxatx.com website, you can go check out the uh, UIL Soccer State Tournament information. They got all the details up there for you. Uh, that's taking place with the 12th through the 15th, I believe. Yeah, so no doubt. Check, out that, check that out. Yeah, make sure you get over to Flex ATX and check out all the high school info. Dripping Springs boys will play Allen, so we've got local flavor that will be in the oh, game. 7 30 and Georgetown at Burkleback uh, Field. Uh, 414 is the date. Uh, Pflugerville Conley defeated College Station 4-1 in the 5A division. They will be playing Frisco Lone Star on Thursday at 730. In the girls' action, Georgetown beat Belton in a shootout penalty kick 7-6. And uh, they'll be playing on their own home field. Round Rock Westwood beat the Round Rock Dragons 3-0. So Georgetown will play... Uh, on noon on Thursday versus Frisco. And Round Rock Westwood will be playing on Friday at noon against Louisville uh, Marcus. So we have a bunch of local teams that will be in play. And Dripping Springs, they're they're looking sharp as well as Georgetown, obviously. And, of course, Round Rock. Nice. Westwood, uh, excuse me. Well, make sure I put the wood ooh. on there. Not the not wow. the dragons. Yeah, the wood. You're gonna get people hitting yeah. you up. Oh, for sure. <laughs> especially at my house. Get people Yeah, especially at my house. You out. That's right. Uh all right. Go check out FLXATX.com. FLXATX on all of your uh social media platforms as well. And uh, also I want to give a shout I, out to I the I figured you were gonna yeah. just, I, was, I was gonna set you up. I was like, I, yeah. I want to give a special shout out to the Austin FC next fifteen hmm. um, U. They went out and won the generations Adidas Cup out in Florida. The fifteen U right? team is a bunch of former teammates of my son DJ, who was part of the Austin FC yeah. at one point. Uh kudos to them. I know how hard those guys work. I know how these kids are starting to mature because I've been around them since they were seven years old. So congratulations to a lot of those kids that uh, are now making that move, man. And they got to have something to be proud of right around here. Yeah. No, it's a, <laughs> no and I mean, it's uh, that's amazing. You said 15 and up, right? 15 and every yeah, 15 ML, you. Every MLS team has a team like that. That's right. And, and the Austin winning FC the, winning the whole thing. That's legit, man. Nice. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And they got a hero's welcome when they flew back in. A lot of people from the Austin FC community were waiting for them at the airport. That's outstanding support, man. No, we know Austin FC has one of the strongest no uh, doubt. You know, fan bases in, the, in all of the country. All of MLS, I mean, I really can say no that doubt. considering the sellout yep. streak, I believe they still have the sellout streak yes, going they do. Uh, at, at, at home here at Austin FC. They are not playing their best soccer right now. Not right now. Uh, <laughs> not right now. <laughs> not right now, but uh, I'm sure it's a long season. I'm sure they'll get it turned They're putting around. all the resources to these young kids. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, that could be <laughs> what it is. I hope that's what it is. Yeah. That's, uh, that's right. what we're rolling with right now. Two, three, and one record for Austin FC right now. Uh, go to, FL, go to flxatx.com. 
FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all your social media platforms. My man, um, Harge, uh, got you plugged in. Talking no soccer. Who knew? Soccer. Who knew? Man, so, well, you got soccer you from your family because you your knew. wife played soccer at the yep. highest level. Yep. Your son likes to play soccer. I don't know if your Does. daughter's going to get into it. Y'all no, trying to push not. her into it. But she we ain't. tried. She's, she's, <laughs> she's, not, she's not feeling that right she now. We're that, thinking huh? more like UFC for her. Because <laughs> hey. every time we bring it up, she is ready to throw down. Throw down? <laughs> I know she's young, man, but hey, I guess you can't start up too early. Can never. Uh, all right, we'll get back into some uh, some discussion about actually some Texas uh, Texas baseball. We'll do that before Texas baseball in preview because we're going to get into that earlier, ran out of time. And while we got my man uh, Hart here, I want to hear his thoughts about the Texas K-State. We also have people on the spec text line hit us up while Texas baseball, so we will do that. What you got coming up on Hart's Knock Life? I'm going to talk about MLB baseball like and some that. of the numbers that are coming across across and some teams that might be shocking you in the MLB power rankings right now. All right, I like that. That'll be coming up at 4.30. Uh, we'll talk about Odell Beckham Jr. being signed by the Ravens in the top of the uh, top of the 4 o'clock and also the Panthers bringing in Bryce Young. So some NFL news, notes, and nuggets coming up next right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.